Full of Hope, Episode 10, Good Friday. Well, hello, Hope Fellowship. Welcome to our podcast, Full of Hope, Encouraging One Another with the Word of God, where we seek to regularly equip the people of Hope Fellowship with truth from Scripture in order to help us cling to our Savior during troubled times. I'm Jeff Brewer. I'm one of the pastors at Hope Fellowship. And today we're thinking about Good Friday. I want to focus our time around what Jesus knew when he was headed to the cross. And primarily, we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 26. And as we look at Matthew chapter 26, I want us to think about three things that Jesus knew in the shadow of the cross. He knew he would die. He knew he must go to the cross alone. And he knew what his death would accomplish. Let's think first about Jesus knew that he was headed to the cross to die. At the beginning of Matthew chapter 26, Jesus says to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. When the Israelites in Egypt killed a spotless lamb and put its blood over the doorpost in the first Passover, it anticipated the Passover that Jesus was going to celebrate with his disciples, that he would lay down his life intentionally as the spotless lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. And at the Last Supper that Jesus would celebrate, when they eat the Passover together, Jesus tells the disciples that one is going to betray him. He goes on to break the bread, representing his body that will be broken. He goes on to pass the cup and offer them to drink, which represents the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the many for the forgiveness of sins. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Jesus knew he was that Passover lamb. Jesus knew the events that were unfolding and that his life and ministry had been leading to this time when he would willingly lay down his life. And even as he says this, unbeknownst to the disciples, Matthew records that the religious leaders are meeting and plotting to arrest Jesus by stealth and to kill him. After Jesus' resurrection, Peter actually puts these two concepts together, these two events together, that Jesus was willing, that Jesus was willingly with full knowledge going to his death, and also that the religious leaders were the ones who were going to do it. Peter says in his sermon on Pentecost, this Jesus, he was delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. That's Acts chapter 2, verse 23. The crucifixion of Jesus was done willingly by our Savior, by the will of God, and also it represented the height of human sin and rebellion against God. There is true guilt on the hands of those who crucified him, and apart from the grace of God, we would have done the exact same thing. That's how serious our sin is. Jesus knew that he was going to lay down his life on the cross. The second thing I want us to reflect on during this dark day, what we know as Good Friday, is what Jesus tells the disciples in the garden. 
Jesus knew he must go to the cross alone, forsaken by all. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 31, Jesus says to his disciples, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. That's a quote from Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7, where the prophet spoke of a messianic shepherd and a king who would be the ruler of his people and one who would destroy the enemies of his kingdom. And it would seem that Jesus being abandoned by his followers puts this in doubt. But instead, it shows what God has intended all along. The shepherd would gather the flock by going where they could not go. He alone could go to the cross. He alone can pay for sins. But Peter disputes Jesus' claim all that all will fall away. He says, though they will all fall away from you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, truly I say to you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter argues with him. Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Of course, Peter and the disciples, they'll run away and save themselves as Jesus is arrested. Peter will deny him as he warms himself by the fire later that night. If you remember, some of Jesus' disciples had turned away from Jesus when he was in his earthly ministry and when he had taught hard sayings. In John chapter 6, verse 52 through 59, Jesus says the hard saying, Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. He goes on to say, Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. When Jesus turns to his disciples and says that this is a hard saying, he asks his disciples point blank, Do you want to go his way as well? Peter, again, is the first to respond. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Though Peter had been so confident that there was nowhere else to turn to and that he would never betray him and fall away, he didn't realize the path that Jesus was walking and how he didn't have the strength to walk this path with him. In Matthew, just after this, Jesus invites them to pray in the garden. And though they would all said that they would follow him, they couldn't even stay awake to watch and to pray with him. And it's in the garden that we see this awful weight of sin. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 26, verse 38, My soul is sorrowful, even to death. And then he falls on his face and he prayed saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus knows where he is heading. He knows he must walk the path alone because he alone can bear our sin. And his prayer, in his prayer, we see not an unwilling savior, but one who again knows exactly what payment for sin is going to take. He'll be beaten, rejected, crucified. He will be the man of sorrows, just as Isaiah chapter 53 predicted. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, 
Jesus was tempted by the devil to not start out on this path to bring salvation. When Jesus prays that if it be possible for the cup to pass when he's in the garden, it's a prayer that once again entrusts himself to the will of the Father and is fighting against temptation. John Piper helpfully writes about this temptation that Jesus faced in the garden, and he says, What Satan wanted to produce in Jesus was a spirit of despondency that would sink unopposed in resignation and prompt Jesus not to carry out what his father had given him to do. When he calls the disciples to pray again that they not face temptation, he's calling them with the full knowledge of the will of God and the suffering that's about to happen. He's calling them to pray knowing that he alone must go to the cross. And after praying three times, Jesus is betrayed and he's arrested and he's taken to trial. Jesus begins the path that he must go on alone. The last thing that we see here, what Jesus knew, Jesus knew what his death would accomplish. Back in the upper room at the Last Supper, Jesus knew what his death was going to accomplish. He had always known because it had been the plan of the triune God since before the foundation of the world to save his people through the Son taking on flesh. If you remember, when Mary was found to be with child, the angel tells Joseph, And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. At the beginning of John, John sees Jesus and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Apostle Paul writes about the amazing truth in Ephesians 1.4, that he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. On Easter Sunday, we're going to talk more about this truth of being united with Christ in his death and his resurrection. But what we should see here in Ephesians is that this was planned before the foundation of the world, that all who believe in the Son will be saved by his death and his resurrection because we're in him. This plan has been in place before the foundation of the world, before kingdoms, before cities, Before creation itself, when it was God alone who existed, the plan for believers, it was for believers in Jesus to have salvation through him alone. So Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. He knew what his death would accomplish. He knew that when he was at the table with the disciples, that his blood that was about to be shed and that he was preparing for them was a tangible reminder of his death when he gave them the cup filled with wine. The bread that he was breaking, he knew was to symbolize his body that would be broken for them. Jesus knew he was going to the cross to accomplish salvation, and he prepared us with these simple elements to remember his death until he comes. But we remember tonight, today, on this Good Friday, is that we have a Savior who had full knowledge that he was going to the cross to lay down his life. We have a Savior who knew he alone could go to this cross. And we have a Savior who knew what his death would accomplish. Man of sorrows, what a name. 
for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Remember, we have hope in Christ. Let's encourage ourselves with the gospel and by speaking truth to ourselves. We have a Savior who has come to save. We'll see you next time.